Oh boy, here we go for the Tuesday show. Let's just pin the ears back and put the head down and ram through this wall. That's what I gotta do. I gotta power through this show today. Today on the docket. I don't have any UFO stories, and I'm not gonna lie, it's because I didn't even look for one. I usually, first thing I do is look for those. I haven't looked for them. Tomorrow's the big UFO day. I'm hoping to have a big UFO story on Thursday's show. But I got nothing today. I got a rant. I'm going to go into a rant. I'm in a funk, in a funk, in a funk, in a funk. And in uh, mere moments, we will talk to Jet Lawrence. Typically, we do that on Mondays. But yesterday, we decided to have our homie gold medalist, Colby Raha, up there from the X Games. And we ran that interview. That'll be today in the middle of the show, too, if you missed it yesterday. But today, we get back to Jet Lawrence. We will drop a little Jet Lawrence on that ass next and then i'm gonna go into tirade i'm just gonna rant and be angry and nasty and mean old grandpa you kids get off my lawn that's all i could say for today and then i have a bunch of stories about stupid people and fun stuff like that i'm not even really paying attention i'm so mad right now i'm just doing the show trying to maintain my focus and do my thing. Uh, one thing I did want to tell everyone before I get completely off the rails and into rant insane mode throughout the show d- uh, today is uh, Heels. Heels on Stars Television. If you might see that a lot on our uh, Instagram feed, you're like, why Stretch keep posting? These are like commercials for this show. Well, it's because uh, my son's on that show and they can't promote it. There's a strike right now. No one can do anything. He can't even send out a tweet. Like, they can't do anything. They can't even say, hey, watch the show this weekend. Nothing. They will be in big trouble with the union. And the Actors Union is on strike. And their show premieres on Friday night on Stars. It's called Heels. It's a good wrestling. If you like wrestling, you'll probably like this show. It's it's good, and they do all their own wrestling. It's weird. My kid growing up being a wrestling fan... And he's like, it's his shot at getting to be a wrestler. And he's absolutely over the moon ecstatic about getting to do it. Because it's all he ever wanted to do when he was a kid. Dad, I'm be a wrestler. I'm like, shut up, you idiot. It was worse when he came up and said, Dad, I'm be an actor. I'm like, how about wrestling? How about we go back to that? Yeah, there was, I'm going to be a fighter too. And then he went and did that for a couple years. And then was trying to act and fight at the same time. And his agent said, yeah, you come in here with a smashed face and you're dumped. That was the end of fighting. But uh, the show Heels on the Stars Network coming this Friday. It's a good show. I, I, I actually like the show. I enjoy watching it. And I, if you're a dude that's into wrestling at all, you uh, probably will like it too. It's got some good wrestling scenes. So that is what is coming up on the show today as I attempt to maintain my sanity and not lose my effing mind. I'm going to ground myself. I'm going to meditate on mellow. I should start drinking alcohol again. Or like, I should start smoking weed. I should start doing mass copious amounts of drugs and alcohol to maintain my cool. Because I'm about to blow one wide open. I'm at that mode. Alright, I'm going to try to calm down. Uh, You guys... Get ready. 
because we got Jet Lawrence coming up next, and that is everybody's favorite 450 rider right now because he is uneffing defeated and still is after Washugal. And we'll see what's going on with young Jet Lawrence next on a big 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with Mr. Jet Lawrence, the daddy of the 450 class. He has taken every single round and every single overall this season, pitching an absolute perfect game, and it is fun to watch. And today, I got to say, was the first time it didn't seem as easy. I know they've never been easy, but you sure have made them look easy, and you've been winning by big gaps. And today, you had Chase all over you, especially in that second moto, and there was some battling going on. I know Ferrandez got by you for a little bit, so did AP. So walk us through your day. It's still a great day. You're still perfect on the year, but today looked like it was some work out there. Uh, yeah, no, the, on the scorecard, it might look easy, but no, that second one was difficult. My, <laughs> my mouth got so dry so fast, so nice. there I was just trying to get moisture back in my mouth, all the dust. Um, <laughs> And, and Chase kept me honest for that whole time. I'm yeah. like, uh, we are an AP just at the start of that second. I was didn't know what got into that man. I was like, geez, <laughs> this guy's hooking. He ended up dropping us the first few laps. I'm like, damn, AP out here going wild. But uh, once I got around him, I'm like, come on, just give me a little bit of a this little bit of a gap, this safety bump. And I look back yeah. like a few turns later, and Chase is like already there. I'm like, all right, I think uh, I think AP stolen the hammer now. So, <laughs> but um. No, it was, a, it was a good one. It's such a... That last one was such a different track from the start of the day. Yeah. Start of the day was tacky, had heaps of ruts, and that one was just literally just pat, like almost powder burns. Okay. Um, so it was kind of a mix, a mixture of being like this patient and trying to like keep the roll speed up, and we were kind of pushing that limit a little bit, and, yeah. and uh, sadly Chase has got bit with... Which sucks for him, but I was able to give me that bit of an extra safety one where I just like, oh, I can relax now. So, um, yeah. but no, another good day. Uh, this this track's normally not me. Uh, normally, I'm not the best here, gotcha. so it was good to get this one out of the way, get a good break, go play some golf at Quarter Lane. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely excited for that. Hey, let's talk about that that battle in the second moto as well when Chase was really bringing it to you. I know we talk about gap management. It seems like. You managed to get whole shots, get out front, and then you managed the gap throughout the entire race. Now, today, that there wasn't any gap to manage, to be honest with you, not until the very end when Chase went down. So were you guys, uh, uh, was it, I guess, like as wide open as you could be? Like what was going on inside your head and, and in your strategy at that point when there really was no gap to manage today? Um, Yes yes, and no. It kind of was just whatever the track could give you. and. Okay. And I can I didn't have as good a flow that second one as I did in the first one. The first one I had a lot of good lines and I felt my balance lot on. Uh, then I, I slipped out. I was kind of struggling a little bit trying to keep that uh, rear wall under the under me. A few times it spun out a little yeah. bit, but um, yeah, it was kind of just focusing on this rolling. But it was close. No, I can definitely tell you that. Any uh, this uh that gap is just like it, it gets close where if you make a mistake, it's it can lead to him getting close enough for a pass. Yeah. So it definitely puts a little bit more pressure on you just to make sure you hit your marks and that stuff. But I like that. I mean, it's fun for me. I rather, I rather know that him being there than, yeah. than uh, him just come out of nowhere and surprise and make a pass. And I feel like that's always the worst. You like, what? Where did he come from? So, where that one, I rather him be right there, knowing knowing he's there. Yeah. So then, this you just kind of just makes you focus up a lot more, and I, I like that. Okay. So um, 
it was kind of similar last weekend. Like last weekend, it, it was just kind of he was running that bit faster pace, and I didn't want him to like kind of have a surprise attack on. So I just used those few laps. <clears throat> Sorry, use just a few laps where he could just kind of catch up a bit. And I can recover, and then then when I know he's there, then we can go go to war. But uh, this this one was like going to war. It was a tough one. The tracks at the end of the day, it's the roughest. It's doesn't have much traction at all. So it was uh, it was challenging but fun. All right, and, and speaking of that, it seems like the last two weeks there's been no gap management. It's been pretty hard on you, and you've really had to earn these last two overall victories, and and you know, and the last four moto victories in, in the last couple of weeks since Chase is really getting dialed in. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, since Chase being back, it obviously makes it a lot a lot harder than than yeah. normal, just because. Uh, this chase has has that never kind of give up. He's always going to give a hundred percent. So it makes it exciting, and I like it because it ends up. It makes me a better rider. Make sure I stay focused instead of going out there and just kind of shutting off before and just kind of doing whatever. And this where it could kind of create more of a bigger mistake. Where with Chase being there, just just make sure I have to make sure I get my start good. Make sure I hit my marks. Make sure I hit my laps. So. For me, it makes it ends up making me a better rider mentally and physically. So, it's uh, definitely been a lot tougher these last ones because Chase has been there those that second moto. So, um, so I'm I'm looking forward to these last ones. So yeah. All right, and with uh, Chase has made a couple of little mistakes at the very end of the the last couple of rounds here that have allowed you to you know finish comfortably, but. If he's right there, how much is left in your tank if you got to go to battle with this guy for the last four or five laps? Do you have that left in you? Because we haven't seen you challenged like that this year. It kind of all all sets on the just the situation, man. I mean, if, if we're going down to the line, I mean, if I feel comfortable on the track, I feel like I can go fast, I'll, I'll go faster and push. But if not, and, and Chase is going fast or, or whoever it is at that point, I mean... The perfect season would be lovely, but I mean, at the end of the day, um, the perfect season, I mean, you still get the championship, but yeah. uh, I'd rather focus on the championship than try and uh, push over my head and end up injuring myself, and then I'm then no championship. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm just focused on my championship. If a win's there, win's there. If not, and if Chase or whoever else is going just faster that weekend, uh, I'm, I'm going to try my best to hold them off and try and last man as long as I can and if not that it's a bit better that day to have it I'm not going to be uh, silly about it not going <laughs> to risk my yeah. chance of crashing and, and making a silly mistake alright let's uh, talk about the next round which is after the couple weeks off we got uh, Unadilla coming up I know you survived Washugo where you were kind of worried about it not being your favorite track how do you feel about Unadilla coming up here in a couple of weeks last year last year's Unadilla didn't, didn't fit up very high with the tracks <laughs> but uh, previous years when I was really rotted and that stuff I think that's when it's it's pretty high up there that's, I feel like that's true Unadilla with the ruts and that stuff it creates Personally, I feel like that creates better racing because you have more lines when it's just flat and that stuff, which is kind of almost like how it was here today. Yeah. Uh, it was rough, but like a lot of times it just was the one line and obviously it just got kind of at the end blown out. It just funnels to kind of slot car racing, which I feel like for fans is not as fun. I mean, we get close, but it's uh, I feel like it's not as fun for, yeah. for watching, um, where at least I feel like hopefully Unadilla, it has some more lines where we can yeah. at least kind of the better guy or whatever happens as we're just all over the track where it's like okay this guy's taking this line and make it make it more exciting you know and um so it's it's up there normally 
it's a fun place. Um, the only downside of it is that it's it's so far away from all the hotels, so we sadly have to wake up a lot earlier. That's the only bummer thing. But um, nah, looking looking forward for this break and looking forward to Unadilla. All right. Speaking of the break, Jet, we know that you and Hunter are going to get in some golf here very soon. In fact, you're staying here in the Northwest to get a little golf in as soon as this weekend. And I know that you guys battle at everything. You're hyper competitive. So who's going to win the Lawrence Brothers golf game? I know uh, Hunter's pretty good. So uh, what are the odds on you taking out Hunter during the uh, golfing here this weekend? Well, Hunter's been sore lately, so I think I, my uh, my chances are pretty high. Very, very good, man. Well, I also think your chances are very high once we get to Unadilla as well. So congratulations on another great round of racing on being undefeated so far this season can't wait to see you keep that streak alive uh, best of luck to you have a great couple weeks off and we'll talk to you up at unadilla i am stretch this is the big 49 your home of moto rock extreme the man report <laughs> Authorities in Washington on Monday found the body of a personal chef of the Obamas. He was floating in the waters there off Martha's Vineyard. They say they don't know what happened. I say maybe he walked in and saw Mrs. Obama's penis. Ryan Riddle's company, Maximum Effort, is doing something really cool. They are bringing back Alf. Remember Alien Life Form, the furry little puppet thing that liked to eat cats and lived with a family, but he was really an alien? Well, they're bringing him back, and it will premiere this weekend, July 29th on the FUBU channel, but it looks like it's gonna be a lot of like little mini vignettes with Alf Hawken products and stuff, but it's gonna be funny because Ryan Reynolds does really funny stuff, so I am looking forward to seeing Alf again on television. And finally, actress Minnie Driver went to the beach in Malibu over the weekend with her young son, and she soon realized that the dude laying in the cabana next to her at Paradise Cove was wanking it. That's right, he had the boys out and was just cranking one out right there in front of the little kid and everything. Minnie and a bunch of other people called the police, but by the time they got there, the guy was gone. He went to go wank somewhere else. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Oh my God, let's talk about this. I'm a simple man. I don't know about you. I want simple things. I want to go to work. I want to be able to come home. I want to watch TV. I want to be able to come home from work and take a big, giant, fat dump. I don't want to be hassled or nagged. And I want to go to bed and do it again tomorrow. Let me tell you the hell that is my life. I don't know if any of you have a spouse that is a remote worker now since this bullshit happened with the pandemic. This remote work is crap. My wife hasn't left the house in three effing years. That's annoying as all balls. My wife also has a freaking thing for hiring people to work on the effing house and not telling me. So imagine my surprise. Yesterday. And by the way, I'm not neat. I'm not tidy. In fact, I'm a slob. But if you go into my room, my closet, my whatever, I know where everything is. I got it laid out. My desk. Everything. In the studio, everything is messy, but I know exactly where it is. It's the sign of a genius mind. So my wife likes to hire workers to come in and do shit without telling me, because I would say no, and they move all my shit around. 
So she told me, I'm gonna have them paint inside the house. And I said, if they go in the studio, I will come home from work and open fire on everyone involved. I mean, I had to be that dramatic because, well, my wife doesn't listen. She doesn't listen. I say, hey, I don't want anyone back there. Oh, well, it's fine. They're not gonna touch your stupid radio stuff. Last time she said that, about a month ago, took me about three weeks to get the radio studio dialed back in after her little housekeepers effing dusted the control panel and changed all of my settings and I lost my effing mind. Which is weird. You'd think if you don't actually go to work, you could do that yourself. But hey, no, what do I know? I'm just a guy that just got off of having three jobs. Now I got two jobs and I'm trying to downsize the one as rapidly as human possible before I blow my effing head off. But here I am go to work, come home, there's an army of effing people and my house is destroyed. So I'm trying to maintain, you know what I want to do? I want to go in my house, I want to take a big ass dump and I want to make something to eat because that's another thing, my wife doesn't know how to cook so she wasn't going to make me anything. So I walk in the door and I say, so I can't, everything in the kitchen is gone. Apparently they're going to paint in there so everything's in the living room in the kitchen and I say, so I can't cook dinner. I get attitude. I maintain, I maintain, I maintain. I go into my bathroom, which is my bathroom. In my bathroom, I keep all of my work clothes hanging in there on racks on the back. There's a door that goes in the bathroom and a door that goes out the other side. So it's got two doors. And on the back of those doors, I keep a rack. And I have suits and dress shirts and dress pants and ties hanging on the back of all of that. It's all gone. Oh, no, no, it's not really gone. It's just all taken off of the doors and thrown into a pile on top of a clothes hamper. So my pressed suits and shirts are now in a pile on the ground and are wrinkled as F, and I'm gonna have to iron everything before I can go to work tomorrow. It gets worse in my bathroom. Right now, I got a problem with the toilet running all the time, so I shut it off. After I, I flush it, I use the bathroom, I turn the water on, and then after I flush it, I turn the water off so that I don't waste water all day. Well, these MFers used my bathroom and then couldn't figure out how to flush the toilet because the water was off, which isn't really that hard to figure out. Oh, there's nothing here. Maybe I turn the water on. Remember, my toilet has a bidet on it. So they cranked the bidet to full blast. Nothing. So they leave the toilet unflushed with piss all over my seat, by the way, just letting you know. And I come in and I like come in to go to the bathroom and I'm like, why is the toilet filled with piss? And why is there piss all over my seat? I sterilize my toilet. I turn the water on, the bidet's on and shoots water everywhere. It's at that point I notice all my clothes are there on the ground or on top of a hamper, piled in a roll, and I'm about to lose my effing mind. Oh yeah, but that's what got me up from working in the studio where I was just locked in trying to maintain my peace, is I hear my pug attacking. And now I realize, oh wait a minute, they were here working, the pug will get in the way, and the dick German Shepherd will bite someone, the, the puppy. Sarge is back here in the studio just chilling because he's the coolest dog ever. 
And the puppy, German Shepherd, loves to bite the pug on the head. The pug is blind and old. So I hear the pug in full attack mode. I go in there, and the dick German Shepherd is effing with the pug, and they're locked in a room together. And the poor pug was probably being terrorized for hours before I knew it. I would go off on my wife. Guess where she? Oh, just, I'm at a workout class. So you don't go to work. You hire people to come into the house, unbeknownst to me. You destroy all of my shit. By the way, we have a closet in our main entryway that's half empty that all of my clothes could have neatly and easily been hung straight into that closet. But that wouldn't be a consideration. I'm about to lose my effing mind. I'm about to lose my effing mind. You guys wonder why I can't handle my life anymore. You guys wonder why I don't want to be at the 49 anymore. I just want peace. I'm telling you, I've told my wife, everything that stresses me out, I've gotten rid of. The job I hated at the university, gone. Uh, the 49 was just five, six, seven hours of work a night when I got home from work after working 10 hours a day, gone. And I told her, you're next. Should have been the other way around. She should have been first, but she's next. I am cleaning up and simplifying my life, and I am about to effing blow a gasket. Like, I, I, I don't have time to do this effing show tonight because I have to go press all my effing suits. Holy F me. F me in the A. F me right in the effing A. I swear to effing God. Oh, man. My next wife's not going to speak English. She might be a mute. I'm going to marry a mute that can't nag me. Or understand, or she can be a deaf mute. And we're not, actually, I'm, if, I say, if I get married again, I'm going to have all of you put a bullet in my skull for being stupid. I'm never doing that shit again. Ever. Ever. And I advise all of you to never do it either. There's no upside to it. None whatsoever. At least when you live with them, you can just kick them out. Hey, you get out of here. I'm done with you. Tiger Woods it. Right. I'm about to blow. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta regroup. I'll come back and do some more of the show here in a minute. Right, calm down. I gotta calm me up down. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. You watched races from Washougal on Saturday. You saw Austin Forkner go down hard again. And lucky for him, he got ripped up by a tire. It looks like he got drug up the track a little bit, pinned to the back tire of another bike. Yet no serious injury. And, and I say that as a guy going, ah, he's fine. I saw pictures of that dude. His jersey was ripped as he raced the rest of those motos, and he rode the rest of the day. He actually was pretty damn good, but his jersey was shredded, and the side of his body was shredded. It looked like he got ran over by 15 bikes. Instead, it was just the one that drug him up the track, grinded on his side and on his lower back, and it is raw meat. I saw an Instagram post yesterday of his girlfriend taking care of his wounds and then wrapping him up with like a giant ace bandage. It cannot feel good today to be Austin Forkner, but lucky for him, no serious injury. He'll be back when they get back in a couple of weeks, and that is good news, I guess. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is the Stretch Show on a Tuesday I uh, calm down because I'm happy. I'm happy. It's Tuesday. 
My old man TV is on. I'm going to come home from work. I'm going to watch an hour of old man TV. That would be The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. And then I'm going to record the show for Wednesday. I'm going to be happy. I'm talking myself down. I'm calming down. I'm not going to kill anyone. And speaking of killing anyone... Have you seen these idiots over in the UK called Just Stop Oil? They're protesters. And I don't know how. I've seen people get rough with them, but I haven't seen people just full-on bomb on them and beat the living piss out of them, which, in my opinion, they deserve. They show up and they sit on crosswalks and won't let trucks go by. And they are anti-oil crusaders, and that is their thing. And they've glued their hands to the road. And they're just a bunch of pansy-ass little bitches. I've seen some people drag them off the road, and then they run back in the road. But no one just starts punching their face in. I would think if you knocked them unconscious and drugged them off the road, they wouldn't run back in the road. But I digress. They are over in the UK, and they decided they were going to have a a banquet. And it looks like they, I don't know if they own the building or they rented the building, but it's a big old church. You've got some old cool buildings over in the UK. And this looks like an old church that is either being remodeled or maybe they bought it and they're fixing it up. But it's a very old church. And they were all there getting their, you know, look at everything we've accomplished and look how great we are and look how we've disrupted business and look how our sniveling, whining little BS crap has probably cost industries money. And look how they're the same guys that get the spray paint painted. They went in and painted yachts. Rich people had yachts and they went in and just blasted them with like orange and black and yellow paint just all over them. Yeah, these people need their asses beat, and and they're not getting it. And the cops over there are very nice, apparently, in the UK, and the people are even nicer because no one's just, at least that I haven't seen, no one's bombed on these idiots yet. But I will give you this. I saw a video yesterday filmed inside their banquet, and it was the funniest thing because the little douchebags got a taste of their own medicine. Someone showed up to their where they were having their banquet and they were setting it up and they brought in a huge bouquet of balloons. Well, tied to those balloons were like a siren. Like beep, 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 beep. And what they did is they just walked in and looked like decorations for the banquet party and they let them go and they floated to the top of the church. I'm talking 50 foot ceilings maybe at the top of the church. And once their banquet started, that's when the little siren thing kicked in and they couldn't get it to stop and they were trying to talk and give big ups to each other for all of their great work and you they could not be heard over the screaming sounds. Imagine like a smoke alarm going off. That's what it sounded like. And they couldn't get it down because it was too high and they were getting ladders out and they couldn't, no one had a gun or anything to shoot it down because you can't have guns in the UK. And they were just way up there and they couldn't throw stuff because they had tables set up everywhere with food out as they were having a big banquet. Their Let's Be Douchebag Awards banquet was going on. I highly recommend finding that video. Uh, It just says, uh, the Just Stop Oil protester banquet disrupted by practical jokers 
with alarms and helium balloons. Hysterical. Freaking hysterical. Let these little douchebags get a taste of their own medicine. And heaven, oh God. You know the uh, uh, song right now, the Jason Aldean song right now is getting all the trouble, like try that in a small town? Try that in a small town. Roll up somewhere in the south and glue your hand to the side. They'll just drive over you. Or they'll get out and just beat you with the butt of a shotgun. You're lucky they don't shoot you. Freaking idiots. Idiots! I'm over idiots. I'm, I'm ranting again today. I gotta calm down. It's Tuesday. It's my happy day. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. I don't know if you guys have seen the commercials for it yet, but Fly Racing has released their new 2024 Formula S Smart Helmet. It's a helmet that basically can detect when you crash, has an SOS beacon on it, and has an option to dial directly to 911 when you've gone down. Pretty cool if you're riding by yourself, yet no one's supposed to do that. I'm looking at you, Moto Man. But if you are riding by yourself, you damn sure better have a helmet on. And if it's a smart helmet, it can call for help when your ass is knocked unconscious. So check out this new Fly Racing helmet. It's really, really cool. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a Stretch show on a Tuesday. I'm calming down. I'm calming down. I have uh, news. I have a what the Florida right now. I'm going to give you guys a what the Florida. I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm so annoyed and rattled right now that I'm not even following the flow of my show. I'm not even telling you what's coming up. I'm just plowing through so I can just storm out of here without losing my mind. Delray Beach, Florida. Police have good news for everyone. There is not a serial killer on the loose. It's just a killer. Here's what happened. Delray Beach Police said on Friday, a little after 4 p.m., they received a call about a suspicious item in the water near Intracoastal Waterway uh, in Delray Beach. When they got there, they found a suitcase. Inside that suitcase, there appeared to be remains of a female woman. They took those to the medical examiner's office. Detectives say the female was likely middle-aged, had brown hair. Um, well, they found more suitcases. They're like, uh-oh, we got a serial killer. Nope! Same woman. They found the suitcases, they put all the pieces back together, and they found out it was a five-foot-four-inch woman that was wearing a floral tank top with black undershirt and black mid-thigh shorts. They say she may have had tattooed, tattooed eyebrows, they can't really tell. But she was murdered and dismembered and put in some suitcases and scattered all about the intercoastal highway in Delray Beach. So the good news is there's not a serial killer there, at least not yet. Like in New York, that sick bastard. But the bad news is uh, there's a dude that murdered a, a, a young lady, a middle-aged lady, and dismembered the hell out of her and put her in suitcases and scattered her all over town. That's not comforting either. See a guy walking down the street with a suitcase and you're like, something's up. Sounds like a party, right? Oh man. Back Metallica down a little bit. Oh man. I'm gonna put people in a suitcase and stroll them all over town. You find they found a suitcase filled with body parts in Pacific Palisades. It's not me. You're gonna think it's me. But it's not me. 
That's not my style. I wouldn't do that. No. My style is just say F you and move on and start my life over somewhere else in East L.A. with my new East L.A. family. Oh, my God. All right, coming up, I've got... Uh, as a matter of fact, coming up, we're going to talk to Colby Rahoff. You missed that interview yesterday. That will replay. And then after Colby Rahoff, I got a story about a guy that got drunk and had a night out, and I bet he regrets it. I got some students that got in trouble, and a sign of the times, uh, to me, spot on, they got in trouble. They deserve to get in trouble for what they did, but they're suing, and they're going to try to not be in trouble. And I'd like your take on this one because I'm on the side of the school that got these students in trouble. So all of that and a lot more coming up. I'm that grumpy old man on his last legs here on the Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. This weekend, it's Loretta Lens for all of the amateurs. The biggest event in motocross in the world for amateur racers. And it's where we see the stars of tomorrow racing today against each other. And all of the guys that are big time in the sport right now grew up and cut their teeth. And they all raced at Loretta's too. And a lot of big names will be out there. We're not sure exactly who, but a lot of the factory teams require their guys to go out there as part of their contract and sit at their booth and sign autographs and that kind of stuff. So we are heading into Loretta's, probably the coolest time of the year when the biggest stars in the sport go give back to the young up-and-comers. It's really, really cool to see. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up. One hour from now. Big four nine. It's stretch show on a Tuesday. Let's get back in the groove here. I'm slowly getting back in. Show's more than halfway over. Tell you what, let's do the drunken regret story first. You know you regretted this. Salt Lake City, Utah. 29-year-old uh, Michael Martinez arrested on Sunday night for investigation of three counts of property damage, theft, and burglary. Only this is coming with a hefty, hefty price tag. So after he went out drinking on Sunday, I'm going to guess Michael Martinez not a Mormon because, hey, Mormons don't drink and they don't do things like this. They're very nice, happy people. Mr. Martinez said he decided it would probably be a good idea for him to just go steal a Ferrari from the Ferrari dealership. So after a little drinking, he heads on over to the Ferrari dealership. He gets a rock and he breaks the building's exterior glass. He then opened the car door and saw the keys right there on the center console, damn Ferrari. So you know what he did? He got in the Ferrari and smashed it into four other vehicles trying to get the Ferrari out of the showroom as he was trying to steal it. <laughs> oh yeah, um, they say that the car he stole was worth $600,000 and there was an estimated $100,000 in damage to it. Whoopsie. After he couldn't get the car out, by the way, uh, they spotted him walking away from the, I'm sorry, he got the car out and then he drove the car and it was so beat up he had to ditch it and the uh, Utah Highway Patrol saw him walking away from the broken down Ferrari on I-215. That's when he was taken into custody. 
He said, yeah, this was the spur of the moment act after I was drinking all day. I thought it'd be a good idea. Ow. How you repay that? I, I don't think you do. I know they have insurance, but that's not the point. He needs to repay or he needs to go to jail. So you're looking at $700,000. I'll bet you it's more by the time he gets all the other vehicle damages and the window that has to be replaced. What a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things. Dude, no I'm gonna go steal a Ferrari. Go roll out down the highway. That'd be badass. Sounded fun at the time you thought of it. And then you're drunk. I wonder if he was charged with drunk driving too when they caught him. Because he talked about being drinking all day. And he's walking away from a car. He obviously had driven the car to that point. Wonder if they're gonna throw that on there too. Yeah, this guy's in a heap, a heap of trouble. Not something you should be doing in a lovely Mormon state like Utah in a nice town like Salt Lake City. You'll be stealing Ferraris here, you drunkards. And how do you get booze on a Sunday? I thought that was illegal in Utah. I'm not even being a dick right now. I'm asking a serious question. I thought that was illegal there. I didn't think you could have booze on a Sunday. Were you sitting at home boozing? Like, what happened? All right. Up next, we're going to go into a high school in Tennessee where a kid did something, got in big trouble, and now the kid's suing the school because he got in trouble for doing something that was douchey that he probably shouldn't have done in the first place. Talk about this one next. Big 4-9. It's a stretch show here on a Tuesday. Let's get into this story. I'm torn as a advocate of free speech. I see where the school had a problem with this. Let's go to Tennessee. Tullahoma High School. Where a 17-year-old student decided it would be a good idea to take a picture of their principal and cut it out and put it and make it into a meme. One of the memes, he made three different memes and he shared them online and they went viral as hell within the community. And one of them, the principal uh, put the principal's face on a cat. Another one in a French maid's outfit. Principal did not find it funny and the student was suspended for three days. Well, the kid now has gotten together with a group called FIRE, Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression. And he has filed a lawsuit demanding the removal of the suspension from his record and a halt to the policy that led to the punishment. But here's where they say he's going to win. They say in 1969, a case went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court called Tinker versus Des Moines. And in that case, the student won... And the U.S. Supreme Court said that students do not shed their constitutional rights to freedom of speech or expression at the schoolhouse gate. Yet schools are generally understood to have the right to enforce reasonable rules which aim to limit disruptions on campus. So the complaint filed uh, in July 19th, so just last week, They say high schools cannot punish a student for satirizing the principal on social media when the satire occurs off campus and does not cause substantial disruption at school. See, I disagree with that that part of it. Because here's the deal. The principal's the principal. If you start making fun of him online, and let's say he's the French-made ones, whatever. 
you can't tell me that principal's not going to hear for the next, maybe forever, hey, you know, hey, French maid, or hey, kitty cat, or just stupid stuff kids will say because they saw that. Like, I disagree with that argument, and I'm all for freedom of speech, but I'm also for you got to have some respect for the principal. you got to have some respect for your teachers. We've lost all respect in society. The uh, lawsuit continues that a principal's pride is not an exception to the First Amendment. So if you're a principal, you just got to have thick skin and let these kids lambaste you online. I disagree with this. And I'm a, like I say, I'm down for the free speech. Be kind of like, okay, what if it was at work? What if you went and took a picture and it's not the big 49 because this would be a a bad place because crap like this would happen all the time. At the Big 49, if you went and took a photo of, of your boss and, and you put it online and you're like, uh, this is my boss, and you would probably get fired. And the boss would be like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that, and I'm the boss, so you're out of here. I think the same thing goes in the work world as in the school world. And the principal's the boss, and unless he's done something god-awful, you shouldn't have for the principal. Like, it's weird I'm falling on the side of censorship here, but I really am. Like, we've got to get back to some respect and common courtesy and respect for authority. It's not all about you and your urges and your right to have those urges and do what you want. If you're in your private time, that's fine. If you drew pictures and showed them to a few friends, that's fine. If you printed them up as flyers and passed them all around the school, that's not fine anymore. And I think that's the equivalent of what you're doing when you put it online because now that thing's out there and that's never coming back. The uh, student plaintiff argues that he posted while off campus did not cause any disruption at his school and he intended for them to be interpreted as satire, which is constitutionally protected uh, form of free speech. Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm against this. I'm with the school in this. I'm with the principal. That's because I'm a crotchety old man that's angry and fired up. And I want to whoop ass. And I think that kid may probably never got his ass whooped. By the way, if you're the parents, shame on you. This shouldn't be going this far. If you're the parents, you should have chimed in, apologized to that principal, disciplined that kid, and got rid of that stuff and done your best to make sure it didn't surface again. Probably would have sufficed. Kid probably wouldn't have got suspended. But I think they said, oh, come on, it's just a joke. Lighten up. Really? How about the principal makes one of your mom getting railed from behind? That wouldn't be so funny, would it? No, it wouldn't. Satire. It's just fun. Yeah, I'm against this one. Probably crotchety old man. That's what I am. All right, coming up next, once again, we will talk to our friend Jet Lawrence. And then after Jet Lawrence, I'm getting the hell out of here. Going to go watch my grandpa old TV and stew in my own uh, anger. That's what I'm going to do. It's the 49. Big four nine. It is time for me to go. It is time to put a fork in this nightmare that is called the stretch show for a Tuesday. And hopefully I'll be in a better mood for the Wednesday spectacular. The hump day hoedown, even though we don't have moto on Friday. It's not that much to look forward to other than it's just a weekend. We get to kick it. Wow. I am ready to having blow a gasket. Oh, 
boy, oh boy, oh boy. I swear. <laughs> I have five more weeks of this, man. So I wouldn't have had the meltdown tonight as because I would have been able to not come home. I would have just went somewhere else. But when I got to come home and do the show, I force myself into the most awful situation ever every single day. Alrighty. God, I hate my life. Alright, I'm gonna uh, pack it up and get out of here and try to do better tomorrow. I will talk to you fine folks, hopefully for the Wednesday show if I'm not in jail. If I don't beat the living shit out of some contractors tomorrow when I get home from my job. I'll take on all of them at once. Remember, I come in with a packet with a backpack full of goodies every day. <laughs> I just open my backpack, put my utility belt back on, and just start whooping ass. <laughs> I swear that's gonna happen in my house tomorrow. Oh man, oh man, oh man. So anyway, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Because I'm not gonna enjoy the rest of mine. I will talk to you tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America. F me in the end.